Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, Tony Ann. And with me, I've got the full crew. Say hello to Dylan, Ariat, Nick, and Michael. Say hey, guys. Hello. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hi. I heard Nick got the last bird on the last podcast. Congratulations, my Aretha Franklin voice. I don't even what I said. It was literally just bye, but my yeah. wife, I think, you no didn't service. say anything specific. Like, I, think, I think Michael was in a no service area and didn't realize the podcast was ending, so he let you have the last word. I highly doubt that's going to happen again. We shall see, though. No. <laughs> anyway, let us start things off as we always do with our news segment. We have a couple of things to start a off couple. with. It's just two. <laughs> yeah, literally just two. That's it. That's <laughs> oh, <couple>. Lord. <laughs> anyway, first things first, both Elia Cantu and Greg Rickhart are now on contract. So Jada Hunter and Leo Stark are seemingly going to be sticking around for a while. And the reason I put this in the news article, the news section, is because Leo being on contract now makes me very curious. Did they put him on contract because he is the killer and they need to guarantee that Greg Rickard is going to be around to tell that part of the story? Or did they put him on contract because Leo's going to be around more regularly just going forward? What do y'all think? The latter. Yeah, I think it's the latter. Yeah, I don't think he killed Abigail. I don't think he killed Abigail, but I think he's a vital part of the story. And they needed to guarantee that he would be available for it. So they locked him into a contract. Yeah, that's kind of where, what I think, but I can see them keeping him on, on the show. I just want them to use him well. And the same goes for Jada. Yeah, uh, Jada's off to a great start, which we'll talk about when we actually... Um, discuss the headlines and in other news and stuff but i'm hoping that with leo on contract now we get more substantive stuff from him than just random pop-ups to wreck shit like you have him on contract do more with him than just the comedic hijinks stuff because that's getting old it is (laughs) he definitely like i don't know if you've seen him on yr but he absolutely has the range to Mm. do way more than that yeah and we've seen it even on days because when they have given him little glimmers and moments of point of view and things it's worked it's just they don't stick with it long enough like you can feel like you're investing in leo for a hot second and then he'll go and do something that makes you cringe and it takes all of that progress back so now that he's on contract i just need them to kind of pick a lane and start revealing the layers of the onion so to speak But moving on to our last news item, Robert Scott Wilson premieres as Alex Kiriakis on July 26th. And this is probably one of the worst kept secrets in soap Twitter history that I can remember. We pretty much knew this was coming. uh, Other time jump. This would actually be worse. Y'all only been talking about it for a year. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it anyway. Yeah, it started in January. So I'm, I'm, ex- you know, I'm actually more excited about this than I thought I would be now that it's confirmed and it's officially official. What are y'all thinking? I'm here for it. I'm just interested to see what happens. Same. I mean, it is what it is. I would have preferred a bit more space in between that, Ben, ben leaving and him showing up as Alex. But I'm, I've made peace with it because we've known about it for so long now that it's yeah. finally confirmed. I'm just ready to get, let's get going. I'm kind of weird 
because I don't mind like for me not getting a space like space in between Ben leaving and Alex showing up it's fine I'm like I don't mind also having the same actor just showing up pretty quickly after that in another role for me it's always been how is he gonna carry the role is he gonna be able to do it or not but I will go against myself a bit and say that I'm actually intrigued <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Alex because he's the type of character I feel like the show could need right now definitely so I'm I'm looking forward to it yeah I I, I definitely am more excited about this than I thought I would be we um, getting more Justin than Bonnie, so that's a W for me. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to see Justin's past the kids on screen at once. So <laughs> if Alex's honestly, arrival leads to the introduction of the twins, so be it. One Wally thing I seems really excited about it, which is another thing that's making me like really excited. Seeing how excited Rob is and seeing how excited Wally is has me really excited. One thing I do not need the show to keep doing, keep it just once and that's all is have them reference to like him looking like ben yeah i'm hoping that that's just kind of like what they did when kyle came on as rex and they had him and eric marstoff in that scene and they did like the brady brady wink wink did it once (laughs) never done it again and then that's it this needs to be that because if we get a second or a third necktie killer reference within the first month, we are beating a dead horse. And no, I feel like See, that wouldn't bother me because that's like, I, I guess I'm going against the grain here, but that's like normal. It yeah. is. Because uh, yeah, because like, okay, sure. <laughs> this group of people seeing him and being like, yo, you look like whatever. That's a normal reaction. I don't think they're like. doing it. We'll, we'll see. It, to me personally, it depends on how many times. Because they they literally had him say like, "Do who do I look like? Necktie killer." That's the it, kind it of depends. stuff I don't need. Like, to me personally, it depends on how many times they do it. With yeah, this, that's where I am. Person, he's only been one of the characters. Okay, once or twice. Ha ha! Funny give goals. Don't do it too much. And now, the- because like I'm gonna yeah because I'm about to be that person because y'all are the same people who when Austin Holt showed up and nobody was like oh my god he looks like Franco yeah, see, that's y'all were bitching all up into. and down the timeline that's what I was gonna get into pick a la- y'all like, gotta pick a lane he, when you've had a same person come as five different characters <laughs> mention it that's when you piss me off because there's no reason why this person has come six different times as six different characters and nobody mentions a resemblance yeah. i don't go there it so depends on how many times the person has did it i can't yeah. say anything about gh reason roger Howarth is walking around gh and nobody's calling him Todd. <laughs> Franco. Yeah, but I don't even think other characters are going to acknowledge the resemblance. It's the him doing it with the wink, yeah. wink nudge, nudge. Yeah. That I don't I'm think anybody like, else is going to bring it up. That's where I'm like, I don't need that. I feel like Ron would do that quite a lot, but like, I get it if they say like, you kind of look simil- similar to Ben or something like that. That would make sense. But like, who do I look like? The necktie killer? Like, if he keeps doing things like that, it will be like, Ugh, okay. It, yeah, it's the self-acknowledgement that's crazy. Yeah. Acknowledgement from others may go over a little easier, but the self-acknowledgement is going to be weird if it happens too much. Like, would he even know Ben? 
I mean, his brother's husband was killed by the necktie killer. So yeah, he would definitely know of the necktie killer. I mean, I ha- has he seen him? That's my question. Seen him? No, because Alex hasn't um, ever been in Salem sh- as an adult. But, I mean, I'm sure a quick Google search exists, can solve y'all. anything. Ben's famous. Trust and believe. He may not be rich, but he is. He is famous. <laughs> Alex he's in the Netflix documentary. Because <laughs> Alex has never been no, in Salem as an adult. But I mean, that's what I know. But again. He strangled his brother's yeah. husband. I'm pretty yeah. sure he knows his face. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. Next week's recap is going to be fun to see exactly what we get with Alex because he yeah. premieres on the 26th of July. So with that said, we can move on into our headlines. And we got- oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a bit of a crazy week in Salem. And I'm just going to say generally, this week felt very like frenetic and all over the place. And I, it was such a different vibe from weeks past that it was kind of weird, but I didn't necessarily hate what was happening. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. And our first headline is Kate convinces Marlena to hypnotize Lucas. He remembers what happened the night Abby died. He did not kill Abby, but he saw Sarah leaving in a hurry before he left. Sarah and Xander are five seconds from saying I do when new cop Jada enters to question her. Despite having memory lapses from the night, she insists she was never there. Lord, I was not expecting Kate's demise, the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I actually kind of want to start this in the Sarah spot because it annoyed me that they said that Sarah had no memory from that day and she had never been, she hadn't been acting like it up until the point when she said it. Because like, if you have no memory from the day that your cousin dies and you find out that your cousin is dead, why wouldn't your initial reaction, even if it's just to Xander been, oh my God, what did I do that day? I knew I wanted to go see her. Did I do this? And we never got a moment of that at all. And that kind of annoyed me. Yeah, because I was under the impression that Xander was going to know or suspect something before they got married. And that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, oh, that didn't happen. So he's blindsided just like her. Well, see, I feel like that was a setup because Sarah was in that house. But I don't think it was Sarah. See, I w- didn't think so either to the point that I literally looked at the outfit that she was wearing on the day that Abigail died and the outfit that we saw in Lucas's flashback to see if they matched. And at first I didn't think they matched, but they actually did. So Sarah was in that house. She just doesn't remember being in that house. I don't know. It's weird. I'm it's, it, this to wrap up. It's very weird. It's... And the fact that they're t- they're at Sarah now tells me it's not Sarah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It feels like had we gotten here later, I would have been more confident in saying that, yeah, it was definitely Sarah. But it feels like everybody that they line up is not it. Is yeah. not it. And I don't like that. Because by <laughs> August, because knowing that this is not not solved till August, September, at least based Jesus. on based on the fact that when Paul did that fan event in March, they still had no idea who the killer was at that moment. Um, tell me... pull another Jan and Charlie. Mm. Uh, Should have had a, you know, a plan to be the killer from the start, but... 
Yeah. But see, Ron said he did have a plan. He said in, I think it was the Michael Fairman interview, that they're, they're, the, whoever is the killer, they did plan it. They kind of pivoted early on in the story because they had an original thing and then they kind of pivoted in the beginning. But you're not supposed to be able to tell where the pivot point happened. But that this entire thing was a plan. Well, even if he did have a plan, I don't think the suspects that they presented in the first when, when the story first started is are involved i just don't think they're the killers they might know something i don't think they're the killers and that's my issue it was, the, it was the issue i would i wouldn't hate that if they if she went that crazy fine i doubt it though it's probably gonna turn out to be ava no because like someone ava. random who doesn't need to oh. Just, Probably, we're going to get some random flashback in a few months explaining why they did it. <laughs> like, I, I'm not invested in the story. I just, I wanted it to be Clyde, but no, he's already like he has an alibi. So, yep, he's, he has an alibi. Lucas didn't do it. Sarah it was started there. off wrong for me when Abigail's head was attached to her mind. One thing that actually, <laughs> well, you chose to believe that despite the fact that this is daytime television. So, that hell is all on you, sir. So one just thing, had a floating ball of hair in the pool. One thing that is taking me out of this murder mystery, it's more so about the suspect who killed Abby, who who's who has an alibi more so than it is about her family. Like we've barely yeah. s- seen Jack, Jennifer. Like we saw them this week. We saw JJ. Yeah. And, and even even Billy said that. I think he's I think he said it in the his dish and days interview. Um he said that like doing doing the grief stuff with abigail this time was a lot harder for him because it felt less about him and more about advancing the story forward mm. yeah that's kind of, that's exactly how it's coming across not surprising he yeah. just bought himself five months in the corner <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm already like i wanted it to be clyde so we can get rid of him but same Right now we're back at like who did it, and I'm just like I don't care. I'm, still, I'm saying Gwen in a Sarah mask just because I don't think it's Sarah at this point. I can see that happening, but because just because right Sarah there. was there and potentially saw Abigail dead, which is why she ran, um, doesn't mean it was actually Sarah who did it. Yeah, it feels very much like they're setting it up so it looks like Sarah, but it's not actually Sarah. Yeah, because honestly, Gwen killing Abigail and setting Sarah up for it kills two birds with one stone. It gets Sarah and Abigail out of the way, and then she could theoretically have a clear path to Xander. Everyone so far, like their alibis have checked out most of it. Like, of course, like Gwen is okay. She just got out of prison, which we'll get into later. But like. We don't know if she has an alibi or not. Like we we know that she we know that she broke out. We don't know what she did and we don't know how Leo got the jewels. And the longer it takes to answer those questions, the funnier they look in ter- in the suspect pool. Yeah. Cuz we haven't even touched on where Gwen was yet and we have not even touched on how Leo got the jewels. And I thought that Leo was going to be the first one excluded because he was the first bit of evidence that we saw cuz he had the jewelry. I but I still think um, he saw who killed her. Yeah. Based on his reaction when he got the jewelry, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just very curious to see. And I think 
he saw who the killer is, which is probably why we haven't gotten there yet, because he's going to be one of the last pieces of the puzzle to put it all together. Yeah. But I will say I did like the Marlena Lucas um, hypnotizing scenes because Marlena did this specifically for Abby. She gives not a single fuck about Lucas right now for obvious reasons. And Marlena's like, I'm literally here just to get answers. I don't care. And her vibe, the whole scene was just amazing. I like that. And I liked her scenes yeah. with Kate too, because you could tell yeah. she was like, she's like, why the fuck would I let you in my house? <laughs> like, right. like, <laughs> but I, underst- I understood it. And it, the scenes were very f- compelling to watch. Lucas is a mess. Oh my God, he's a mess. He's Luke, such a mess. But he is his daddy's son in every way that counts. <laughs> like, Bill was a mess. Lucas is a mess. JJ's a mess. Bill's spirit is running rampant through that family in the mess. Ooh, yeah. I'm so ready for JJ to go fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, the, the Salem PD is gonna have a lawsuit in their hands dealing with him. He needs to this is like the, the between second, JJ and Chad. Yeah, this but JJ specifically has done this before with Ben. Remember he walked into the um, right, but interrogation wasn't room? Technic- wasn't he technically on the job at that point? So he was entitled to be in the interrogation room then where he But what he now. did didn't make it better. <laughs> no, true, but Ben was like, shoot me. And JJ was like, fine. And pulls the gun and is holding the gun to his head. And Ben's just daring him to shoot him. I'm like, this man is crazy. He's unhinged. Put JJ on a leash. I did really like, I, for some reason, I really like um, Jennifer talking JJ down whenever he's looking Yeah. Katie and Jennifer, uh, Katie's Jennifer and JJ have a really close bond. And you can, because I think it's because they spent the most time together in her run. Like she hasn't had a whole lot of scenes with Abby, but she's had more scenes weirdly with JJ. Yeah. And you can really see the Jennifer JJ connection with Katie's Jen. Yeah. And it's really nice. Yeah, I like them. Jada's good at her job so far. (laughs) What'd you say? What'd you say, Nick? Jada's good at her job so far. I like her. I like her. I like her a whole lot. And I, I put I put um like her initial scenes and stuff in the in other news because it was kind of small. But I really like the way she handled like the the questioning at the wedding and then again the interrogation scenes with Sarah on Friday. She was open-minded. She was asking questions, but she was still forceful in a way that like let you know she was doing her job. Yeah. But she wasn't passing judgment. She wasn't smug, which rape could take a lesson in, 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 in interrogation skills from her i really really like her so far yeah and i'm really liking um the little glimmers of anger that we've been getting from sarah like there are these little moments where you really get to see the anger from sarah over everything that she's been through and i'm really liking that we're not let, like we're not acting like everything is fine it's very clear that she's been through a trauma. It is very clear that she is still trying to process that trauma and that everything is still very fresh for her. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I like that they're not pretending that she's just okay because she has her memory back and she's at home now. Exactly. Because like this, she, she can't even work yet. No, like, no. She lost a lot. And this is kind of like the beats I wanted them to play after Sierra got her memory. Like, after Sierra remembered and, and everything. Like, I like that they're touching on the beats here because they didn't do it there. So I'm, I'm kind of happy they kind of learned a little bit and are kind of playing into the beats and really kind of letting it play. I'm enjoying that. Can we, shall we move on to the next headline? 
All right. Orpheus's plan goes into action. He uses info he got using the password from Jan to blackmail the governor into giving him and Evan pardons. Evan tells Kristen of their plans and she forces pardons for herself, Gwen, and Rolf. All five are released and ready to unleash chaos on Salem. Okay, one, I don't like the governor. Well, he ain't gonna last long, so you ain't gotta worry. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like him. He comes off very much as get home ASAP, ASAP. I don't like that. Um, (laughs) Why Gwen? When Vivian is still in jail, but hey. Because I think I think Kristen wants to make Gwen her bitch. I liked uh because I was wondering, okay, so all of them are getting out, but like not Lonnie, but it, they acknowledge that. Technically, Lonnie was arrested in that state, so he could have, but no, but once she changed prisons, he didn't have the jurisdiction to pardon her anymore. Yes, he did, because her charges are from that state. Right, in that yeah. state, exactly. We're suspending disbelief, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you happy they <laughs> addressed it though, or would you no? Because no, because that's it was right. Bullshit. Exactly. It was a bunch of bullshit. Anybody who's taken a criminal justice one on one class could have told you he had every right to pardon her because she was arrested and charged and booked and all that in that state. The transfer has nothing to do with the transfer. People all the time is about where she was arrested. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, all the white folks is running free. Hello. Yeah, I said it. Let me say it again. Let me say it slower. All the white people were freed. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gwen was the biggest what the fuck for me out of all of the pardons. Because um, I, 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 I imagined Kristen getting herself and Rolf on the list. That made sense. Gwen to me was kind of like a big what the fuck but then again it made it seem like Kristen has plans on making Gwen her bitch which that I'm completely here for I wasn't a huge fan of this it's just yeah yeah it was trash I'm gonna say that it was was so like out of left field it was so random it was so they could have kept Kristen out if they was gonna do this what so what are they gonna do they're just gonna be out and doing yeah. whatever they're doing whatever they want pretty much yeah which it, i mean like how like it's not technically a prison break but it might as well be like, like <laughs> yeah but now they now it, it, it's not going to be a short-term thing they're literally out and can cause chaos for however long they want which i, I i'm with nick on this one i i really don't care about the pr- i'm tired do like something I was, else i was ready for orpheus evan and the baby to go I want Kristen replaced with Megan. I, yeah. like, I just... No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, I mean, you... <laughs> for not for a long period of time. Like the the problem with Kristen is they made her. They don't know. Like... They either they're gonna do domesticate Kristen again, which we didn't like, or she's gonna go batshit crazy, which we're tired of. Like, like <laughs> and what do you I... think they're gonna do with Megan if they put her on the main show? <laughs> But the thing is, what the issue with Kristen is they used, like, put her, made her up to, like, be a contract character when this is a character who should be what, like, Stefano was, show up for a little while and then leave. Like, not just within the same year, like, maybe a two-year break. 
but just they, like, Kristen was never that character though. Kristen was always no, yeah. Kristen was never designed the way Stefano was designed. I'm not. I'm not saying like she was. Also, Stefano like, was in and out, like we think. In the in his first stint, he was. What in in '93? That's when they kind of installed him on the canvas for a. Long no, actually, of time. I, I don't think it. I don't think it really started until '97 because once he came back in '97, I don't think he left. I could be wrong. Did he? Le- he left like maybe in like. 2000 and i think he left in 2001 so yeah and then and then he was he was gone for a few years but from 97 to 2001 he was there for a solid five, four years with no break but they and I th- that might have been the first time they ever did that with him but yeah. also they did not never try to make him a weepy character i guess so but my my issue with Kristen right now is that um they've used her in a weird way they They've gone back and forth between Weeb Kristen and Villain Kristen, and I'm just, I'm over it. They seem to be leaning more towards Villain Kristen, but they seem to be normalizing her villainy, if that makes sense. Like, she's not completely batshit crazy, but she's not completely reformed either. She's kind of in the middle. She's kind of going to be, I feel like she's going to be a schemer with a little hint of crazy. And I could be here for that. Because, I mean, we've been saying we've wanted villains in Salem who aren't going to be redeemed. And we've got five of them now. Well, four, because Gwen, I don't know what the fuck she is. Holding my breath to see what yeah. they do. It was just so weird. Like, it, it was what I felt like it came across really rushed. But I guess they're out now. So I don't really care. <laughs> but I'm curious to see what they do. I don't think Evan's going to be here long. I think he's going to be here long enough to prove the kid isn't his and then bounce. But Orpheus and Kristen and Gwen and Rolf could stir up quite a bit of chaos that I'm very interested to see where it goes. Do we know why Rolf's here? I'm, I'm hating that story already. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm, this Rolf is not working for me. See, I have an I issue think- with him. I, if, I have if you wouldn't no have told me, if you wouldn't have told me it was a new Rolf, I probably wouldn't have known upon first glance. This one does look a little bit younger, um, but I don't have an issue with him because Rolf is such a caricature, kind of like Susan Banks, that any decent actor with the right look can play them. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. I felt like this. There's something with what is his name, William Ute, that he he actually like. It's a caricature, but like he still managed to balance that. And this one feels like very cartoonish and it's it's not hitting right for me. Not that I care about the story anyway, but he was weird a bit. But maybe he just needs to get comfortable in the role. Yeah, I, I'm also attributing that to Rolf has been locked up for weeks and months. And he was also in solitary for a good bit of that. We found out when Abigail died. So I'm going to attribute the over-the-topness to that and give him a little time to kind of level out. Because I think in a little bit of time, he can definitely do that. So I'm very curious to see... Um, exactly where things go but i think we can go ahead and move on to our next highlight unless we have anything else we want to add on this particular topic let's move on no, nope. not really all right so onward we go 
After some coaxing from Brady and Chloe, Sean and Belle have a much-needed conversation. Before things can get resolved, Evan crashes the party to claim his son, leaving Sean and Belle reeling. I really enjoyed this this week because I love that Brady, I first of all love that we're getting Brady and Belle sibling scenes because we've gotten barely any with Eric and Martha and we've gotten two very good scenes in back-to-back weeks so I'm very grateful for that I loved seeing Chloe kind of showing Sean where he did kind of misstep a little bit and then I loved the conversation with Sean and Belle and both of them kind of taking accountability for where things went wrong and I'm really kind of curious to see where they go from here what do y'all think um Belle can choke honestly Chloe can choke for defending yeah. her even though I like her I, I don't like I didn't like the actors were good I liked seeing Brady and Belle as siblings but I cannot stand Bell, and I don't like the fact that John is apologizing. They finally had him say that he was a victim, he was assaulted, but it's it still doesn't feel that way. Please. The writing doesn't treat him that way. Yeah, and I don't, I didn't, I hate it hearing him apologize. It pissed me off, especially what? since let up, let's be real fucking honest for a second. If Bell had not snuck down those stairs and put her ear to the door and heard EJ basically let it be known that he wanted Samantha his Samantha back yep. would we be here no oh good question she, she got egg on her face and so she ran back to try to fix what she broke but she acting like she didn't break it exactly like I'm I don't want them back together and I, I hate that because they're a popular pairing but there's nothing there's nothing for me she's to not here. yeah she's not being honest she's not being honest i really did not like how it started with i reading bell scenes were fine the chloe and sean scenes were not because she was she was diminishing what sean was going through and it pissed me off and then eventually we had sean apologizing to bell fuck her because that that annoyed me so much the only thing I did like out of the shell conversation is Belle acknowledging that she does whatever she does when whenever something happens to them and she can't deal. She goes, she runs, sleep. she runs and sleeps with someone else. That's the only thing I like from that conversation. But it pissed me off seeing Chloe diminishing what he was going through. And it just further proves to me that this story is not from Sean's point of view and it's like I don't want Shell back together anymore because this is this is so frustrating it almost felt like they were getting to a place where they were going to decide to stay separated at least for now while they try to figure out if there's anything worth saving but Evan came in and said that's my baby before they could even get that far. And I like that even, even with their issues, Belle immediately stepped up to defend Sean and his child. She now that I that do before? Agree with. That was after. <laughs> now I do agree with, it did feel like they were about to say, okay, we need to figure out what we're going to do with our marriage. Not that we're back together. It, it felt it, like they were going to take a longer time to do that. Um, but I think when Sean loses that baby, they're going to just put him back together. It's yeah. just frustrating me because like, she couldn't step up for Sean before, but it's she doesn't now after she's fucked up. Well, like, 
And like, let's be yeah, real. she does it now after her other option is off the table. Yeah. Exactly. And, and let's be honest, Sean not only should have issues with with even being intimate with Belle because of the way that went down, he should have issues with Marlena being around him because of the fact that she orchestrated that while she was possessed, but he should still feel some type of way yeah. about it. It's Belle just like too, to be honest, at least yeah. towards Marlena. And they the, haven't touched on any of that his life was turned upside down and he was assaulted and this baby was pushed on him and it's just like oh well he lied about possibly sleeping with about sleeping with um what's her name so he's <laughs> he's, in, he's in the wrong like i'm just i don't all this shit happened to sean and nobody and it's no one's st- still no one gives a damn i was shocked that they actually had sean say he was assaulted that's because we've been screaming about it <laughs> Yeah, but how we haven't been though, because at the point that this was written, we didn't even know she was pregnant. They, I think they were intent on downplaying it to justify what they did, meaning putting Bell and EJ together. And now that they have quote unquote resolved that, now they're gonna okay acknowledge it a little bit, but we're still not gonna really focus on the fact that Sean was assaulted or the trauma he's facing after that. Now, what they could possibly do to save it, and I'm probably giving the show a little too much credit here but he's been saying this entire time that he's been focusing solely on the child well now the child is Mm. going to be removed from the situation so now he will really have to kind of focus on everything that he went through and maybe that will bring up some issues for him that should have been addressed before but now he has no reason to not to not deal with it like before he was pretending that it didn't happen because he just wanted to forget the entire thing. Then Jan showed up pregnant, so he couldn't he couldn't forget that it happened, but he had to put all of his focus on the child. But now the child's going to be out of the situation, so now it's like, now I kind of have to deal with this. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would have preferred it happened sooner, but if they're going to give Sean some point of view and actually explore this, fine. I won't hold my breath. I also, I want them to, we're Usher, okay? I am Usher Raymond IV over here. If we're going to tell it, then we got to tell it all. If Belle is going to be like, I made a mistake, then she needs to cop to her entire, she needs to cop to everything that she did, including the part where she told EJ, I thought that we could have a future because she was out of that marriage. Let's not bullshit. She she was gone. She was out of here. She was for the streets. So for her to then turn around and be like, Sean's the love of my life. Two seconds ago, you were riding EJ like Seabiscuit and you weren't thinking about Sean. And you would still be riding EJ like Seabiscuit, not thinking about Sean if you hadn't got your face cracked. And if you're not going to acknowledge that if you're not gonna tell the entire truth i can't root for you no i can't i wish someone like close friends to sean we had more on screen would be on his side because i feel like brady chloe it feels like they're more on Bell's side honestly steve would be the perfect person for him to speak to about this because steve essentially went through the same thing like i I mean, his didn't produce a child that, but, you know, Ava essentially raped Steve and Steve had to sleep with her to save Kayla's life. Anybody could understand 
what Sean is going through right now and the complete mind fuck that he's in right now, it would be Steve. Yeah. This is entire storyline is just so frustrating. I didn't realize I didn't care about much this week until we started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here's an interesting question. If, if they do actually show Sean and Bell in therapy, do you want to see it over weeks or do you want to kind of do kind of like how Grey's Anatomy did it with Callie in Arizona where they devoted an entire episode to it and then at the end of the episode it kind of has a resolution one way or the other I, uh, I would prefer over maybe weeks. they'll get divorced after that <laughs> I think I think they well that's should. what we want yeah <laughs> I think I, would... I do not care for them going to therapy right now I think Belle should go to therapy <laughs> Sean, I'm, I'm serious she has issues she should go to therapy. I think they both need it, honestly. Yeah, but I don't think they should go together because she has fucked up so much that why should he fight for this marriage when she barely did? Because he loves her. And I, I do believe that, her. Part- I get that I get that both of them love each other, but why should he do the work? She should but do I think the work. They both, I, I think they, they need to go together and they need to work together to realize that there's not really anything worth fighting for. Bring Sometimes you have to... Sean. I, well, I, yeah, would, I would prefer... I don't disagree with that, but I do think that they need to go to therapy to at least acknowledge that what they have, them, there might not be enough there to fix it. Yeah, I would, like, I would be okay with them going to therapy over, like, a period of time and then the last time they go to therapy that's when they devote a whole episode to it and that's when they finally make a decision okay we're gonna end it but i don't see us getting that yeah um they've never told this story from sean's point of view so it's not gonna happen because it it wasn't really about sean and bell's marriage it was about other shit yeah like because and the weird thing is i think that's if they were to tell this story i think that's what it's going to be about it's going to be about other things not sean and bell as individuals and as a a unit that part because it would be really interesting at least from the bell angle to kind of explore why she runs so much when things get hard because she she's never if you really think about it she has never even because when she was with philip she ran to sean when she was with sean she ran back to philip or ran to rando in maine and now to ej so why, what is it that has her running away, especially given who her parents are and the love that she grew up seeing, you would think it would be in her to kind of fight for that. And instead she's running away from it. I feel like the majority of those times she runs away when it's something she has done. I, I would like the Philip stuff back in 2007, sure. She was in an like fragile state of mind because of John dying and la la la. I get that. But most of these times when she's slept with someone else while or cheated on Sean, it's been because of her. And like I don't think she can deal with her fucking up. So she just like gives up and runs away. I don't know. That's what I'm getting. But like at this point I'm over it. Cause okay they work on things they may maybe rebuild like their relationship and stuff like that what's going to happen the next time they face an obstacle is she going to run away again that's why i think they need therapy so that they can figure out she can figure out why she does that and they can figure out how to how to stay together on stuff like that 
I don't want that. I'm a Shell fan, but I don't want to see them back together. Not for a good while, because they have done so much damage. Some growth on both of their parts. Yeah. Because yeah. I want Belle to figure out why she runs constantly from this specific person. And I want Sean to figure out why he can't stand up for himself. Because you yeah, keep but- taking her back. <laughs> but also like listen i'm team sean but i also feel like it needs to be stated that he did not act in the best interest of his wife or his marriage no he didn't like, no like let us be very very clear him moving jan into that house yeah. without even discussing it with bell was so far out of line like yeah, the line just- cannot be seen from where exactly which that which when chloe kind of pointed that out to him and he acknowledged that and apologized for that i was okay with that yeah i was okay with that too because he was 100 percent wrong and it was not necessary yeah i i could stayed in the hospital jail halfway even house in, even in in the hospital in the fucking salem in she could have literally anywhere yeah i get that part like he owned he owned that and I appreciate that, but like, there's not a, but he was wrong. He was wrong. Period. End of sentence. There's not a, but after that, there's not a justification after that. There's not a minimization after that. He was just flat out wrong. No, I get that. I, I, I agree about that part. I just don't see where we go, go from here. And I don't think they do either, which is interesting. Like you can see that they love each other, but it's very clear that the love may not be enough. And some, and that's very true to life. Sometimes that's just just how it be. Yeah, and they got married when they were so young. Like they, they're allowed to grow apart. I would they be okay. Didn't. This is exactly like why I don't they, agree with these. So I think they were <laughs> at least in their mid twenties when they got married. Because they've been together since they were in high school, though. But they exactly. weren't. That's they the thing. They were literally apart for. The they thing is, Belle years. got married at twenty-one to Philip, so she was young when she first married but sean and bell didn't actually marry until 2007 and but and by that point sean and bell had only been had been apart for a full three years yeah because there was a lot of back and forth between those years but even though there were moments where she loved sean she never left philip yeah for for him like they never got a chance to be together until philip removed himself from the picture that is true they, they never married young. Belle married young. And maybe, she, I mean, I Sean did, did too with Mimi. Yeah, that I is don't... true. But to each other, they were they were like at least mid-20s, closer to 30s before, like when they married. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Sean and Belle don't really fit that um, trope of first love, true love, never like had any other serious relationship. they've been married to other people they've been in love with other people yeah they've had other relationships like that's they married not... other people before they married each other yeah like, exactly. none of the other none of the other silk super couples can say at least on days can say that well except kayla because kayla and marlena wait did i thought oh, there were a lot of people marlena married, married other because <laughs> because Bo, Bo and hope married each other first they uh, both then kind of sort of married others later but Bo and Hope were each other's first marriage mm. yeah but Larry Welch was her first oh hell that's true 
Yeah, I, I always block out that they actually yeah, got but married. Like, yeah, it's different when they marry someone that they don't love. But like Belle and okay. Sean loved other people, yeah. married other people because they loved them or committed to other relationships. Like it's different. Yeah, it's very different because they were apart and they had lives that did not revolve around this grand epic love of theirs. Yeah. Like the thing is with Shell, when they were with other people, they loved them, like we said, um, but they were never in love with them. So there was still like the underlying shell angst. Between. Well, I, I won't say they were never in love with the other people. I would just say they were never out of love with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to rein this in because I had to pick up a package later. So let's <laughs> move to our next headline. Yeah, I was, get, I was getting ready to transition us into our last headline. Oh, uh, this one pissed me off as well. But yeah, Johnny tells Chanel how much he loves her and proposes to her and they kiss. Ellie sees this and is not thrilled, prompting the twins to demand an answer from Chanel. Oh boy, okay. Um, I won't so, hug so, fuck Sammy's twins. Fuck Sammy's twins. Fuck neither one of them. And not in the good way. <laughs> my, my biggest issue was, okay, Johnny did what he did. Fine. He's impatient. Okay, whatever. How is Ali going to come into the situation, tell him off, and then demand an answer anyway? Like, <laughs> like the in the same Ali breath. And Johnny have been acting this entire story are ruining this triangle for me. Well, here's the thing. The Has thing it even is, been a triangle? They're writing this as if these young people are the team scene. These young people are in their mid fucking twenties. If you want to write shit like this, bring on some teenagers. But this, this is not it. But also, I think the the thing is with this, like young adult set, we just talked about like Sean Bell in their mid twenties, or like they were playing around. The, or not playing around, but they were like they hooking were, up they with, were with other other people. Yes. So. My biggest issue with this is that they're not letting these people be their age, like having some fun, dating other people. Why like, isn't Chanel party? dating both of them? I mean, even if that were the case, there's just still there's no fourth. Like we need a fourth. Yeah. Put More somebody else in, in this. this. That's why when Trip was there, I wanted them to write for him, but they never did. So like, yeah. even if they do insert a fourth, they're probably just going to be there doing nothing. This Ron's has... like, oh, this this is the story. This is the triangle. But you're barely telling that. It's not like, even a triangle. It's it's Johnny and Allie fighting over Chanel like she's the blue ribbon prize. And it's not, it's taking me out of the story. I need less action and more talking. I, I need I need partying like, sex and men. <laughs> what I need is That's for me. both of them. What I wanted for both of them is to be trying to sweep her off her off her feet romantically. Neither yes. one of them are trying to do that. They're just trying to get a decision out of her. Yeah. Like there's no there neither one of them are showing why she should choose them. Like they're just being irritated. Why hasn't Johnny like done a romantic dinner with her at the mansion? Why haven't Chanel and Allie gone out or like had some cute moments while they, they were big kind of did with the whole cake thing yeah that's you had, that they, was the you, had little st- you had little stuff but then that's about it but like that's about it and then we're focusing more on johnny and ally competing for her rather than it's their feelings Chanel. rather than showing their feelings for chanel 
it just, it's taking me out because it's immature bullshit. I mean, Johnny deserved the punch when she punched him. Don't get me wrong. But if I were Chanel, I would have walked away from both of them because because neither one of them are understanding that she has to open her heart up. They're they're crossing all types of boundaries as the boundaries have been set. And that's what moves me. Exactly. Plus the fact, like, they're not respecting the fact that, granted, it was not them who hurt her, but it was their face. But it's like, it'll be different if Chanel didn't make her boundary clear, but she literally told both of them. I need time, time. I need space. Several times. She did, and she said, I choose me. What's not, like, what, what are they not getting? I choose me. And they're literally acting like they've been doing this for six months when it's barely even been two months. It's like been, it feels like it's been three weeks. <laughs> based on based on how much this is aired, that's basically been all it's been. Um, but it's just it's taking me out. And I I ship both couples. She has chemistry with both of them. So I I, I want to be excited for this. I want to be invested in this, but the way it's being written is just taking me out because this immature bullshit is not it. I knew See, I'm that- over both of them. I want her to go after Theo. So you want I'm her not to saying I, I'm, I'm not saying I want her gone, but I don't trust Ron with Theo. But I do you get yeah. what you're saying. I, I, I see there, it's well. just that right now, Ali and Johnny just they're 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 not they're this, this is not entertaining anymore. I'm not shipping either one. I don't care anymore. I want Chanel away from them. I love Charlie. Like Janelle doesn't do much for me anymore, but I feel like I said this from the beginning. I knew this triangle would would suck, and here we are. <laughs> I'm but just saying, not, necessar- not necessarily for for the reasons you thought. But there's still the issue that I said it all along. They need some development. They need some development. They need some development. Individual writing. We have gotten on, which is not surprising. They have barely heard this story, barely played it up, played them up as a triangle fighting for Chanel's love, showing her, like, romancing her, whatever. They haven't done all of the work. So why should Chanel choose either of, either of them when they're just, like, arguing like kids? And also, like, they all need more death and growth. Maybe not growth, because they're, like, I want them to be messy. But like, at least some more death and, like, individual focus you need them to start acting messy and stop talking messy, to be honest. Because I'm kind of tired. Like, just at this point, I've waited a year. Give me Charlie and let's move on. I'm okay with it because I don't care anymore. I just want the story over. Yeah. Because it's, it's not because the story is actively not happening. That's yeah, the exactly. And so where who do we think is being chosen? Um, I don't care. I don't know. But I, I actually <laughs> think I actually think it might be. Allie that she's choosing choosing because while they've been acting immature I don't know if Allie's been all up uh, she's been acting very immature both of them bickering but she hasn't been pressuring as forceful about it yeah as Johnny has been and I think that might be like what makes him lose in in the end and see I, think I could he- see her choosing Allie because Allie was there first yeah, but see, I think that Johnny's being chosen because I keep remembering what Ron said in both the Soap Opera Digest podcast and the Michael Fairman interview. He said, whichever twin doesn't get picked 
get spun into a different romantic direction. So I feel like we are picking Johnny and Chanel and heading towards Allie and Alex. Oh, that would, no. That would suck. Because I'm excited about Alex and I don't. Nope, I just don't want to see Allie with him. I I (laughs) I also feel like that, that would piss off a lot of people. Because where does Johnny go romantically if Allie gets picked? Jada. But we already know that Jada's dating Eric. So we already know that's not happening. That ain't gonna last long. Jada definitely going to race after this. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's painful. But like, I, hey, I, bad <laughs> you're not, you're just saying it again. <laughs> People have been feeling like they've been baiting with Charlie. And if, like, if they end up with Johnny and Al, and Johnny and Chanel becoming a pairing, people are going to drag the fuck out of the writers because it feels very much baiting. I mean, point. I'll be very happy yeah. to be wrong, but I just keep hearing Ron. Because Ron said it not once, but twice. Yeah. yeah. But like, to be honest, though, just going back to something you said earlier, I can understand why Johnny's being the more forceful of the two. Because if you look at it from Johnny's perspective, there's probably a little bit of desperation there. Yeah, that I get. And that he's in this situation. Listen, uh, you know that I ship Chally. You know that I do. Yeah. But let's be very, very clear. Allie had nothing but space and opportunity to be with Chanel. Hello. And she she had nothing but space and opportunity. She was given multiple chances. She did. She made her choice. When she she made her choice, Johnny made his move. And he has been nothing but consistent. Yeah. And he would still be with his wife had he. I I mean, he's in this situation due to no fault of his own. There is not a single choice that he made that led him here. So, like, I can understand him being a little more, like, intense and a little more frazzled and a little more because he's trying to fix something he didn't break yeah Yeah. exactly i get that like johnny johnny said something where i was like okay yeah i get it because like he just like abby just recently died and like there's been a lot of like mess within the family so he doesn't want to waste any more time and that i understood i just haven't been feeling the way this storyline in general has been portrayed I really want Ch- Chanel and Allie together because even with Allie going back and forth, there's this emotional bond and connection that they've had. And I think there's a strong, a strong chemistry that I do want to see them together because we've seen that even if it's never really been in the forefront, we've seen that build. So it would just be frustrating if they just switch the direction. See, and I'm not sure if it's totally switching a direction because if it if it's Johnny that gets picked now, I don't think it's a for good choice. I think it's a for now choice because if Allie does in fact move on with somebody else, that could. I mean, I did, I did think, I did think like we would probably see more than we did, and that I thought Chanel would choose Johnny much sooner and end up with him, but be longing for Allie, but we the storyline barely aired so i just i don't know if that's the way they would play it if it's like if it's not end all be all fine i get that but at this point the storyline has lasted for a long time now people have much has happened yeah and people have been waiting for chanel and ally since may of 2021 or april may i think 
and like if we have to okay it makes sense it's a soap like that's a long build but you haven't been playing all of the beats to the story to make us want to wait for that end game that's kind of how, how i feel but if they would play it up as a, like them longing for each other with being with other people fine but i don't know at this point i i just i just want them together what do you guys feel about the whole storyline as a whole like not just the sweet but like there's play. a reason why i gave this worst triangle <laughs> i'm ready for it to be i'm ready for it to be over mm-hmm I, didn't I tell y'all? Okay, he so has, a prophet, he has he has a, a written prophet. a trial. Nick and Michael, you basically do not care whether she ends <laughs> up with um Allie or Johnny. But Dylan, you as a Charlie shipper, would you like them to be, end up in different directions and then eventually like becoming a pairing later on, or do you want them to become a pairing now? Honestly, like I would be fine either way because I feel like. I feel like the the thing for me is that her relationship with Johnny was not done. Yeah. And so there's always going to be that shadow of if not for interference, where would we be? Yeah. So she kind of needs to play it out to see if they can have something. Meanwhile, still be pulled to Allie. And that will be the thing that tells her, okay, wait, no, this doesn't feel the same that it did. Because even if she gets with Johnny, and and they're back together if she's not feeling the spark that she felt before because of what's happened with Allie that could make her reconsider her decision with that perspective I guess that makes sense can somebody cheat <laughs> just get get together and someone cheat like let's deal with the fallout of that like why we I mean, just last time Allie it? cheated so do you want Chanel to cheat why not? I just like, I need something to happen. <laughs> but would Chanel cheat because of what happened with Allie? I mean, we one monkey don't stop no show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we tend to forget that these characters are still in a, their mid twenties. So yeah, Hell, Johnny could cheat because he's insecure about their connection, even though he's with Chanel. With like, who or... though? That's my point, and part of the reason why I think Johnny is the one getting picked. There's nobody on canvas for Johnny to fuck. Jesus. <laughs> okay let's just and on that note let's, let's hope move for on. the best yeah <laughs> this. in other news <laughs> all right in other news we got jada hunter is confirmed to be marcus's daughter and she drags clyde to hell in her very first scene kate tells Allie she knew what lucas did Kristen calls in her first favor with Jake and is demanding to live with he and Ava. Gwen runs into Sarah and Xander immediately after she is released, and Orpheus has a run-in with Rafe and Jada. Who can I go first? Go ahead, Michael. Lord, y'all already know what mine's gonna be. Kate tells Allie that she knew all along that her mammy was in captivity. Okay. I was (laughs) not expecting Kate's demise the sequel this week. So I instantly went in and just a bunch of pain. I'm going to need them to move this along. This is very torturous for me. Uh, (laughs) I will say I liked how Marlena was still trying to support her, even though she was pissed at her. That was nice. I was going to get there. Um, I love that Marlena still has enough care for Kate that she knows that her grandchildren are her life. 
I, I would like to see what they will do with Kate after this because she's losing everybody. They leaving my girl for dead. They left her for dead. They left her for dead. They left <laughs> my girl for dead. Okay, Mama D. <laughs> oh, they left her for dead. I, I just don't know how they finna spend this because now EJ going after her stop too. I feel like though, and listen, I, I'm a Kate fan, but I feel like this is just her karma coming due because yeah. they have hey, let her hey, hey. they have I, I let her agree, skate see, <laughs> they have I let her skate for the last few years she has done dirt upon dirt upon dirt upon dirt upon dirt and just walked away from yeah. it yeah. I know and when you I, go to a restaurant and you say you're not gonna eat but you still eat a little bit off somebody's plate <laughs> that's how I feel about this situation because you ain't lying you're not I was gonna, I just I just feel like this is her this is her karma coming due and yep. and, and I mean she'll be fine. Yeah. Like we're not, be we're, not right. working at, we're not working at Hillside Diner levels down bad yet. I, I was about to say we ain't broke though. We like Carla Corinthos. Everybody's crying like we finna be broke, but no, we good. <laughs> I mean, like I think you know she'll she's just she getting humbled a little bit right now and quite frankly she kind of needed it because she was getting a little comfortable she was getting a little too comfortable doing a little too much mm-hmm. listen yeah. i'm still holding a grudge from the steven o shit so this is very pleasing to me i think okay this is what we differ because <laughs> i felt like she should have got dragged more for that than this <laughs> but because she didn't i'm enjoying her getting dragged for this had she gotten dragged for that i might feel a little bit differently about this but because that didn't happen i'm going to enjoy every drag she gets for this i enjoy kate as an outsider like i think this works kind of and i like that ali and kate had that energy it's it gave me I don't know. It gave me some type of Sammy flashback. I don't. I don't want yeah, Alex to get along with it. Kate. I don't uh, want I, her and Kate on good terms after this. I get that, Michael. I, like you're tired of Kate getting the flack for what her kids did, but at some point, like she escaped so much, so it was bound to happen sooner or later. And also, too, I don't know quite how to say this. This is kind of an area that Kate knows. Yeah, Kate became comfortable living the rich, the rich bitch life, so to speak. But that's not really who she is at her core. She's always been somebody who felt like she needed to fight for what she has. So mm-hmm. now that she's back in a place where she will have to fight for her family again, it's almost like this. This is familiar. This is Kate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and plus, this is... that doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> and like, this is Kate. That that's the whole thing, though. This is Kate. Kate comes from the bottom to the top. Like yeah. she's down for now. For now, never, ever, ever count her out. Ever. Exactly. Yeah. Because she'll come back swinging. <sighs> they finna have my girl at the soup kitchen with buck wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dylan, what's your another news pick? Um, mine is going to be Jada Hunter is confirmed to be Marcus's daughter, and she drags Clyde to hell in her very first scene. Same. I, <laughs> I like, I, I am liking what I'm seeing from Jada so far. I'm like, me too. I'm excited. I am cautiously optimistic, well, sort of. <laughs> I. <laughs> Not you not being able to finish the word. 
Like, I'm just saying there are some, I see some things, but like, I, I feel like she's going to be a good addition. And I'm just like hopeful that they utilize her in a way that like gives the character a, a fighting chance and that like she gets to actually be like a part of story. And yeah, I'm just, I'm happy that she's here. I'm happy that she's here and I'm willing to see like where it goes. And I'm intrigued by what they may possibly have planned for her. Did I peep a little chemistry with her in life? Please don't pick. <laughs> no. But, I mean, that's that's where it's going to go. Like, it is. like, are you saying you want Nicole to stay with Rafe and that you don't want Eric and Nicole? Is that where we're going with this? Because. Who, you asking me that? Don't I'm ask asking, me those questions. I'm asking you <laughs> that because you're, no, you're saying you want Jada and Eric together. I, 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 I want your word I figured, wisely. Listen, I want I figured the Rafe and Nicole stuff to be over. I do not want. Jada to be collateral damage and sacrifice at the altar of Rafe. Okay. Okay. That that is exactly (laughs) what I'm seeing because right now she's going to be dating Eric for a while. And we know eventually Eric Cole is going to get back together. Who is Jada started to bond with right now like that we've seen? Rafe. Like that makes it seem clear to me that she eventually is going to end up with Rafe. And I do not want that for her. I Rafe want- is the undesirable. Like yes. whenever, whenever it's like whenever you don't know what to do with the character, put her with Rafe. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is one Rafe pairing I could actually see being successful. That's the thing. How? Why? I, I don't really I, know how. Why? 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 Not why y'all call a Rafe a bottom bitch. <laughs> oh no. But like, why? Like specifically, why do you think this one could be successful? Because, well, first of all, I don't know. I I actually found myself enjoying Rafe in her scenes, and I haven't enjoyed Rafe in a horse age. I like Jada, so- but I don't know if I felt <laughs> anything about their scenes. I was like, please do not sit up, sit her up like this. No, no. See, to me, it didn't feel like it's a setup. It felt like I don't know it, it it felt it felt almost I don't want to say natural but like with every other Rafe pairing except in my book for Sammy it always felt like they were trying to force it and I don't feel like they're gonna have to try to force it here I think there is something they can build on naturally when they get there and that has me curious my issue with Rafe is I don't think the character has any future on the show outside of just going from one pairing to the next that may or may not work yeah i don't i don't want that for jada that part like let's be real outside of sammy jordan who has rafe been with that we saw actual potential with uh yeah i mean i would say kate but because I didn't necessarily hate Rafe and Kate. See, Hellman, uh, that's the thing, though. Because we, we were talking, we had this conversation earlier. The thing is, Rafe's pairings, the vast majority of them haven't failed because of him. They no. failed because of the way that they were written. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, Rafe and Ava should still be going strong. They, should, they had chemistry. Like, they could have worked. Yeah, but they shot the story in the foot before it even started. Yeah. And like, of course, I'm like an Eric Cole stand. So I that's my couple. That's where I want this to go. But it's not that Rafe and Nicole don't have chemistry. It's that they had a god awful build to this flop of a marriage. That literally didn't even get shown on screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 
it's not Rafe's lack of success in when it comes to pairings really isn't on him. They just always manage to do something to sink it. And if they can manage to actually write them a decent story, this could work. Because I'm going to be honest, like the setup for failure for Jada would be putting her in between Eric and Nicole. Yeah, that, that's specifically why I just want her away from those three altogether. <laughs> like I wanted her. I, I know for like I'm pretty sure her and Eric are gonna be very pretty together. However, I know for a fact that Eric and Nicole are the story. And I don't want Jada set up for failure immediately. Like hey, y'all know how I get because I am always the person that takes it there. I'm gonna take it there. Putting a black woman in between your two white faves in this genre never works well for us. Thank Shout you. out to Evangeline Williamson. It never works well for us and she's a new character with pretty much very tenuous ties to the canvas like when was the last time anybody said anything about Marcus so it's like I don't want her in that situation it's just it won't go well for her it just won't it just won't so I don't want her there and like as much as I want it like in my heart of hearts, I would have loved to see, like, if her and Sean had a little bit of chemistry. That's the same situation. You're putting this brand new Black actress in between this decades-long huge ship with all of all of these fans and all of this chemistry. It's a lose-lose yeah. situation for her. Rafe is the safest spot for her to be. Like, they, I'm just because, being real with you. And because like, they even kind if of, they... Go ahead, Ari. I was going to say, they kind of did that with Lonnie, her first run. They put her in between Shell. And we remember how badly that went. Yeah. And very badly. Once, like once. Made her borderline bunny boiler. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that. But anyway, once, <laughs> once that ended, like they put Shell together and they wrote Lonnie off. I don't want them to get to the point if they put Jada in between like um, Shell or Eric Cole to the point of writing her off. I get what Dylan is saying. Well, I think she only got Lonnie only got written off at that point be- for budgeting issues because Sean and Bell got written off too. <laughs> that is true, but yeah, I do nervous. get what Dylan is saying. Like putting her in the middle like that, it's just it's not fair to the character or the actress. And honestly, I, I, I just hate that I have to already tell her to move, and she ain't even been here a week. And see, I don't think you're gonna have to though, because I think honestly, even though that she she and Eric are going to kind of start to be a thing, I don't think it's going to get very far because I think she's going to see the writing on the wall between Eric and Nicole, remove herself from the situation, and probably try to warn Rafe, like, dude, your marriage is toast. Y'all, y'all know how I get that turn of the Ben West and you better move, move, move. So, in a weird way, they could, but they could kind of, in a weird way, he's putting her with Eric as a weird way to build them because if she removes herself because of Eric and Nicole, she can kind of try to be there for Rafe and be like, "Dude, your marriage is toast. Let me, let me, let me try to at least be there for you." Or if they can see the connection building, they can both commiserate over the fact that they know that they're going to lose Eric and Nicole respectively, and that kind of bring them together in a weird way. If that makes sense, like there are there are ways to do it where they don't necessarily make Jada the sacrificial lamb for Eric and Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, what's your another news pick? Um Dylan pretty much picked it. I, I tried to pick <laughs> something else. It didn't work. Um 
I really enjoyed Jada. I like Eli Can too. I love, I enjoyed the hell out of her dragging the shit out of him, Clyde. Because, like, <laughs> you could tell she did her homework before she got there. Um, I am curious to hear, hear more about her, like how she grew up, who was her mom. Um, give her a sibling. I wouldn't hate that. Um, but yeah, I really like Jada. I'm really curious on who um, Jada's mother is because Marcus did not have a successful pairing on the show at all. So I'm very curious. I'm also curious to see if Marcus is still alive because I couldn't quite tell based on her intro scene. I he's don't. Than this <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they kept he's alive. Saying was, and that's cold, but he dead. Yeah, I don't I, think he's I know alive. the actor died in real life, but and I, I and I, yeah, I don't think they're gonna recast him. I think they, I think they just killed him off. Um, which I don't. I would prefer to recast, but I understand why they didn't do it. Um, but they still can have a story to tell if they introduce cast the right actor. Thank so you, Neil. Uh, all baby. I'm saying, uh, all I'm saying. Thank you, Neil. Eva Larue is available. Eva Larue is available. That I wouldn't hate that. See, I want her as Mama Hernandez. She is too. She's too damn young to not, be raised. Not, for, not after this. the way y'all dragged me from my Robin Givens fan cast. No. <laughs> Nah, yes. Eva LaRue is too young to be Rafe's mama. I would be shipping them and it would be weird. <laughs> in the other time, y'all yelling, they too damn old. It's a fucking lie. Multiple well, things could be true. What? Taking age-appropriate casting and we wouldn't have to bitch at all. <laughs> Eva LaRue could work. I, would, I wouldn't hate that. All right. So, Ari, what about you? What's your in-other news pick? Well, uh, Michael picked mine, so I'm going to try and pick something else. Good luck. I, I, <laughs> I guess none of these, is, ah. aside from the first two. But I guess Gwen runs into Sander and Sarah uh, immediately after she is released. It kind of tells me that this story isn't over with them. I don't know if I don't have much to say about the scene, but it gave me the impression that we're gonna see Sarah um, Gwen in the middle of Xander and Sarah. Well, I've been getting that since Sarah showed back up. Yeah, see, and- I want to know how because that's not the story that they've told. Because they always have Xander doing these longing, weird looks whenever someone mentions Gwen, as if he's not over her. He was never under her. <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> But it's still like even so, the writers was, will find a way. That's my thing. That that is a huge pet peeve of mine. Do not try to. I I saw what I saw. Don't play in my motherfucking face. But bitch. they did that. Like remember they did that with Jan story and like 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 don't don't try to sell me a narrative that did not exist. Gwen was on my leg and tell me it's raining. Gwen was only ever an option for Sander when Sarah was unavailable. Don't disagree with that. I don't disagree, but I do see the soon as the option arose to get Sarah back, what was them? I do see her them putting her kind of like they were doing with Kristen and Brody. Like the entire reason Sarah ended up with a double dose of brain juice was because Gwen begged and pleaded with Xander to agree that if Sarah didn't get her memory back, then he would marry her. I don't, yes. This man was never committed to that woman when the actual woman that he loved was an option. So don't 
sit there and now try to tell me he's torn. He was never torn. I don't think he's going to be torn, but I think she's going to be in their story, in their orbit, messing with Well, them. I mean, she's literally, I think she's holding, Gwen is holding a gun on Sarah, and Sarah's holding a knife on Gwen next week, and Xander's just kind of sitting there like, uh, what the fuck? Me too. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that either, but I, okay. But maybe, and maybe. like, I can see it. I can see it if they write it as like her being their, uh, her being their Stacy Morasco. Oh, God. But, yeah, Not Stacy. Uh, <laughs> same delusional shit. But, well, yeah. But, but listen, like, God, Wayne, Stacy you know, Morasco, Jesus listen, Christ. I am not a Xander fan. I don't even give a fuck about Gwen. So I don't like either of these characters. So I don't have any bias. But good Lord, let Xander and Sarah get married. What the fuck? This is the third interruptive wedding right yeah ron needs to find a new way to expose secrets because failed weddings ain't it their fans have been through it like i feel- well, we can't afford the gallows and dinner parties <laughs> no more we can on beyond sailor on peacock your ass to the courthouse get married and move on we don't right. need yeah. no okay. interruptions don't ask who objects we don't care get married or don't but don't keep getting us there well listen xander and sarah were basically doing that because there were only three people at that damn wedding. <laughs> oh lord they just need them let them get married like good but, lord like yeah i can see it if they write her as like being in the middle of them being as an antagonist mm. but if they try to tell me that xander is torn between these two women i'm gonna call bullshit all day every day don't be and surprised. start pulling receipts don't be surprised if that happens I wouldn't have an issue with her being the obstacle because that's what she was. She was. I do. Do I think Xander was genuinely attracted to her and liked her and probably could have fallen for her? Yes. Do I think she allowed that to happen? No, because she ruined it at every turn. Yeah. I could be here she, for Sarah and Xander, especially with Sarah being as angry as she is for Sarah and Xander doing a revenge team up against one, especially after this pardon bullshit. Like you're te- like, you're telling me you're walking free after you made me cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs not once, but twice. Nah, the fucking thing you. is, Gwen has never actually met Xander Cook. No, no, she got a version of him. She got the white the neutered version. version. I I would like to see it, is all I'm saying. Very much so. Especially, I've been for especially if like the whole Gwen setting up Sarah for Abby's murder thing turns out to be accurate. I Oof. I would I would like to see her actually meet OG Xander Cook. Like locking Nicole in a cage, Xander? Yeah. Like gleefully explaining to Nicole how he's going to strangle her, and he was yes, he was. And he, he is Victor's kin. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she, she has never met that man. She thinks that she knows who she is, who he is. She's only seen the version of him that he was trying to be. For Sarah. For, Sarah. for Sarah. For Sarah. He be, he changed for Sarah and no one else. So it'll be very interesting because especially now that she's walking free 
especially with Sarah's side effects being so prevalent, literally every time she sees them, because you know Gwen is going to make excuses to be up in their face, it's going to be like, we've got to get rid of this bitch. And I am here for it. But having said that, I am going to make my another news pick. And that is Kristen showing up on Jake and Ava's doorstep demanding to live with them. I kind of loved it. Like she, she was like, well, this is not necessarily my standards. It'll do. And just her being able to pull his strings and just, I don't know, I'm really enjoying the devious side of Kristen. I'm having fun with it. I was gonna say why, she's gonna why, did, why did she go there? I assumed she had the I assumed she had access to money and would have gotten a room at the Salem Inn, but uh maybe she, she just wants to cause chaos. I don't know. It was just weird. Because she was right, it's not her scene. Like it's just <laughs> it just doesn't seem like Kristen would choose to stay there, especially now that she has her freedom. But I'm curious mm. to see where all that goes. Having said that, let us move into our segments. Michael, are you here to give us a read of the week or are you in Bumblefuck somewhere? I, I just think. don't have a read. Okay. <laughs> you don't have a read. That's fine. So we are moving right along to praise and praise or shade. Dylan, why don't you kick us off? Okay. I'm probably going to be stealing somebody's, but I would just like to praise Ilya Cantu and her debut. She, I liked her. I liked her. I am here for Jada Hunter. I want to see more of her. I hope that they set her up for success. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited about her. So like, she's, and she did really well in her scenes. Like I did. the way she dragged Clyde, I liked her scenes with Orpheus. I, she was good. She was good. So that's, that's my praise for this week. Nick, what about you? Um, it's the same. I really enjoyed Jada's debut. Um, I wish her well, even though I don't trust this writer. Um, <laughs> get, she, I think she has the potential to really be a big deal. I think you just have to write her as such. So do that and we should be fine. All right. How about you? Um, I'm going to shade. Don't attempt to do a triangle if you're not going to play it as such. Because the whole Johnny Alley Chanel triangle has been terrible. And we haven't seen any of the beats. We haven't gotten any good individual writing for them. And it's just, it was just a waste. So don't attempt to do it if you cannot, or you're not willing to do the work for it. It's, I'm over it. And that is my shade. All right, Michael, how about you? Praise your shade. Oh, he's probably out of service so i will go and michael will get his chance to get the last word this week um i am shading and i am shading a particular fan base i am shading my fan base or at least certain aspects of it sinners i love y'all but y'all are doing entirely too fucking much and you need to have a seat you are acting like robert scott wilson coming on as a new character and daring to have a job when his co-star opted to leave is the biggest crime in the world and it's not and i need y'all to stop acting like alex's invention somehow diminishes ben and sierra's history and ben and sierra being together when the entire reason Alex exists right now is so that Ben and Sierra can stay together off screen. Would you rather him have been Ben on screen, moved on, having to deal with Sierra being dead for a second time? 
Like we don't have many options here and y'all are doing entirely too much and it's exhausting and I need you to shut the fuck up. Please and thank you. Michael, are you back to be able to give us a praise or a shade? My praise? I'm praising myself for actually watching this week. <laughs> so am I. So. <laughs> Oh, note, we'll, we'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all.